Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. And welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to be recording again. I know you guys don't know it, but I do. <laughs> and today's guest is, oh, you guys are just going to absolutely love her. She is the voice of Healthy Kids Cooking. Um, they work to restore the health of our young generation, one kitchen at a time. And I love that. She is the author of a cookbook. She is certified stress mastery educator. She is a TV contributor where she shares her journey to real food and natural living for over 11 years at the Kitchen Stewardship um, blog. You guys want to check out her blog. She has created with her four kids the Kids Cook Real Food e-course where they teach their kids to cook, build family connection in the kitchen, and supercharge our kids' confidence and creativity. I love that her focus is with the kids. She's got a couple websites. The kitchenstewardship.com is where we're going to want to make sure we check out our next guest, as well as kidscookrealfood.com too. I want to welcome to our show, Katie Kimball. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Amy. This is going to be great because I do talk about kids cooking a lot, but I have this like super geeky side about sunscreen that well, we get to talk today. <laughs> absolutely. And, and you guys, I mean, what, what struck me with her introduction here is the 11 years of natural living. So I know I have a lot to learn from Katie today. And today we are going to be focused on summertime, sun. Um, we're going to cover things like do you really need to choose what's better for the environment or your kids? You know, we're going to hit that topic here. We're going to also be talking about hormone disruptors in our summer products and what we want to avoid. Also, how big band, uh, big brand sunscreens might be tricking you. Maybe the word greenwashing might come up. I'm not sure. <laughs> so we've got lots of summer tips that we're going to be actually focusing in on. And what a great time to have this right before summer hits. So um, let's talk about greenwashing. Let's just start right there since I kind of uh, led right into yeah. that. Tell me what you know about that term. Ah, oh, well, I'm so frustrated right now in, <laughs> in our world because I mean, so greenwashing is just the idea that, that a brand's marketing can make a product look natural and healthy, but it's just, it's, they're faking you out. You buy their language. And, um, it used to be like even a year ago, we're in 2020 right now, even 2019, if you saw the words reef safe, on a bottle of sunscreen, that was a great sign that like 99% certainty, you are going to be choosing an amazing sunscreen for your human health and safety as well. Right. Mm, not anymore. Nope. It's so frustrating. <laughs> uh, so the backstory is that over the last couple of years, there have been some bills and some laws up for discussion and signed into law in Hawaii, Palau, Key West, Florida, and there will be more to come. I'm sure of it. Um, but like, for example, in Hawaii, there are two active chemical sunscreen ingredients, oxybenzone and octenoxate, that starting in 2021 will be banned. You cannot okay. use them anymore in the state of Hawaii. This is a huge accomplishment. It's a great celebration. It's awesome. Um, the reason 
for the law is the reef safety. Our right. coral reefs are dying off at alarming rates and it's, most, it's pretty much our fault, it's human's fault. And um, Hereticus Labs, Dr. Craig Downs showed that oxybenzone and octanxate are at least two of the culprits, right? It's a complex world, there may be more going on, but those, those are like, you know, definitely proven to be harmful ingredients to the reef. So what happened, of course, the big brands, Coppertone, Banana Boat, they're starting to do some reformulations, labeling it reef-friendly. And again, that used to mean you were getting minerals that, that we'll talk about here and why we want to choose minerals for human health and safety. But unfortunately, the big brands are now just removing those two ingredients, oxybenzone and actinoxate. Mm -hmm. They're leaving all the rest of the chemical ingredients. They might have para parabens in there. You mentioned hormone disruptors. They're still completely unsafe for human health and safety. And I might add, I was um, fortunate enough to get to go on a trip to Hawaii in um, February of this year. And the snorkel, we went snorkeling, the snorkel boat captain is a huge champion of, of reef safety, obviously marine life is close to his heart. And he was telling um, mainlanders who were trying to do the right thing, who had ordered reef-friendly sunscreen from Amazon. He was like, nope, you can't use that. He said, I know that it says reef-friendly, but it is not good enough. Like those other ingredients, they just haven't been proven yet yeah. to be bad. So it, it makes me so frustrated that it was just this year as sunscreen season for spring break, which of course in 2020, and it didn't happen for people. All, all over Costco, I'm seeing refriendly and I'm like, really? Yay. And I grab it and I flip it over and I was like, oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> this is still junk. <laughs> well, and that, and that leads to, I love that you say, I grab it and I turn it over mm -hmm. because that's something that I talk to audiences about all the time. Listen, you are taking your food products and turning them around and reading them. You're looking at fat content, calorie content, sugar, sodium, Whatever it is that's important to you and your food products, shouldn't you be doing the same thing with what you're putting on your skin? You know, our skin is the largest organ in our body. And so we think about sunscreen, if it's damaging the reefs, mm -hmm. what is it doing to our bodies? Right. Such a mess. Yes. And, and not all personal products, of course, have the ingredients, but sunscreen oh. is actually an over-the-counter drug. So in order for it to be FDA approved, it's got to have that drug facts box, oh. just like, you know, your Dimetap or whatever over-the-counter stuff. So that's actually, it's a good thing for us as consumers that at least in sunscreen, it is mandated that you can see the, all the ingredients. Right. So you mentioned a couple of ingredients in sunscreen right off the bat. Oxybenzone. And what was the other ingredient that you... Yeah, octinoxate. Okay, I'm not even going to try to spell that one out. <laughs> <laughs> the O's, the big bad O's. The big O's. So these are the two biggies that we want to avoid. But what else? Is there other things that we want to avoid? And can we tell the audience maybe what we want to look for? Yes. So, you know, so many like natural living and healthy changes are generally like they're a process. Sometimes <laughs> it takes some time or it takes some education and you have to change your habits. And what I love about sunscreen is you don't, you don't have to change anything but the tube you buy. Right. And it's so easy. So in fact, Amy, rather than talk about what we should avoid, at least in the active ingredients, let's just talk about the one that we should embrace awesome. because it's, it's all about zinc oxide, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Yep. And titanium dioxide is number two. It's still good and, and pretty safe and healthy, but it is a heavy metal. So there's, you know, some potential concerns. Zinc oxide is just lovely. It is a mineral compound. It's broad spectrum, UVA and UVB protective all by itself. It is actually the only FDA approved active ingredient that does both by itself. Okay. Uh, all the others, the brands have to formulate and mix and figure out the ratios. And it's not always a nice balance. Right. Um, and, and zinc oxide has really no human health or safety concerns, especially if it's not nanoparticles, not right. really tiny, tiny particles. So rather than, rather than, I mean, basically, I'm just going to tell you, if you can't read it in the active ingredients, put it back and just look for something that's zinc oxide only. Um, my one caveat is that there's all, there has been for years, a little bit of greenwashing going on with that because yep. the brands like to put mineral based on the oh, yes. And then it's like 2% zinc oxide and, you know, 20% all the junk chemical ingredients. Right. So all you need to do, flip it over, zinc oxide only, you're good to go. You're good. Yes. And, and I love that because, um, I'm an essential oil junkie and, Mm -hmm. and so there's, I get that, you know, here in the U S you can say it's, it's a, uh, an essential oil and you turn it around and you know, darn well, it's not, it's full of fillers. So, um, you know, but if you don't know what you're looking for, then you don't know what to, to avoid. I noticed one thing when I went to a natural sunscreen here just a few years ago that, um, I noticed that it's way thicker than, the normal sunscreens. And so in the beginning, I was thinking that I was more protected because it was thicker, harder for me to spread around and that type of thing. But what I was coming to find out is that I really wasn't applying sunscreen the right way. So what are your tips on that? That is a great question. Um, and, and I got to answer it by telling a little bit of my background. Like, why am I talking about sunscreen here? I'm a kid's cooking teacher, mom, like, you know, um, but I've, I've been, yeah, no, it's, it's this natural living journey thing. It was 10 years ago in 2010. Um, the EWG at the time only had 40 sunscreens that they ranked as safe. Okay. Now there are hundreds, which is awesome and amazing. I'm so happy so many more brands are getting on board. Right. Um, but there were only 40. And I had this brainstorm. I thought, what if I could test all 40? Like, what if I could get a hold of them and actually see, like you said, like, how do they go on? Because it's one thing to say, these are safe ingredients. Therefore, you know, you should go spend your money and buy it. But we've all had that experience where we buy something that's deemed safe by the ingredients and then it's horrible. It's horrible to actually use it in your real world, right? Yeah. I have 12 grandkids and we have a lake property. So they always come up to the lake in the summertime. Do you know what it's like to apply something on a two-year-old that's running around crazy? (laughs) I have tips for that. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I need a spray, please. You know, so yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to be like the person on the ground, like trying this on a real family. And so literally, and so I got 28 of the 40 that first year and just have been adding to ever since. So in the last 10 years, my family has actually tried over 100 brands of natural mineral sunscreen. Wow. Like we literally do know (laughs) how it goes on and how it works. And my kids don't really know any other way to apply sunscreen than like side A and side B. 
Everybody has <laughs> two different brands on the different sides. And I write down what everybody's wearing. And we see, you know, if somebody gets a little more pink on one side, we're like, oh, and mom's gonna write that down, you know. <laughs> um, but we're, we're constantly like, what do you think this smells like? And is this pleasant or unpleasant to you? We're constantly testing. Checking. So it's, it's pushing 120 now. So that's where wow. I'm coming from. And I only have about a dozen that I rank as my top recommended because my standards are super, super high, both for ingredient safety and the way they go on. Um, they can be thicker, yes. But again, as more brands get in the market, it's becoming competitive. And that's a good thing because that right. means that brands are getting really good at figuring out their emulsifications and their suspensions and how to get these to go on a little more clear. Um, right. But you're right. There is a little bit of a habit change when it comes to putting on mineral sunscreen. So here's how people put on chemical sunscreen, right? Huge glop in their hand, <laughs> smack their hands together, put it on like, let's say a man's back and they begin to spread. Right. That is a disaster with zinc oxide based sunscreens because they really do. They, they take a little more finesse to get in. So we use the dabba dabba method. Okay. You're going to just to put little dots up your arm or across a man's back. Although really guys wear sun shirts because you're going to save like hours of your life not having to apply sunscreen to a man's back. Sun shirts, sun shirts, sun shirts. Um, but that we just do the dabba dabba. So you put little dabs on. And I think of, this is kind of how I do foundation on my face mm -hmm. too. You know, you just put the little dabs and then you rub in, in right. each sort of zone. Right. That's right. going to be ultimately faster and much more effective than the big glop because it just it often just doesn't spread as far. Yeah. So that's a good point. Oh. I love that because I was always just putting it in my hands, mm -hmm. kind of trying to warm it up a little bit, I think, you know, and then spreading out. So I love that dab. Thank you. That's an awesome yeah. tip. And now the two-year-old running around. Yes. You need, especially for faces, I would get a stick if you haven't experienced these yet. They have these great yep. like facial sticks and they're just so quick. They don't run into the eyes. Uh, which P.S., the reason kids are crying because sunscreen is running into their eyes is not the sunscreen, it's not all sunscreen, it's the chemical ingredients. Right, yes. Because the, the zinc stuff does not make you cry. Yep. So yep. that's an added bonus for parents. <laughs> I love that. So do you have um, brands that you recommend? I mean, do you feel comfortable sharing with our audience? Because when you said yep. stick, I thought immediately of my friend that has a beauty counter with the stick. And, um, and I know I've read the ingredients on there. I'm not sure if that's one that you've tried or not. I haven't tried the stick in that brand. We did try that brand a few years ago. Um, okay. There are a couple brands with, with really good sticks. Uh, Babo Botanicals is one. Raw Elements is awesome. Okay. They, have a, they have a tinted stick. They have a clear. They have a, a, like a tub or a tin, which okay. I think is quicker for kids too, right? Instead of constantly having to like pick up the tube Right. Dabba dabba. You can, when you can just open that tub and like, you know, it yep. just reduces the number of touches. Right. Um, so I love the tins too, but raw elements is a really good stick. Um, Trader Joe's has a good stick as well. And think sport has okay. a really good stick. Those are some highly recommended other brands that I really like, um, just for not nonstick, but tubes are may love. And that's, that's a little bit pricey, um, but it's a very good transition because it does go on really clear. So I think it's a good transition for adults who are trying to shift from chemical sunscreen to mineral. Um, it just goes on perfectly okay. clear. Um, and we love Kokua, which is um, based out of Hawaii. It's filled with tons of antioxidants grown in Hawaii. And then um, Badger is really easy to find just in kind of your normal big box store. Raw Elements is a, it just a huge one for me. I know that they... 
uh, like when this bill in Hawaii was being signed mm-hmm. into law, mm-hmm. if you flew Hawaiian Air, you would get a sample of raw elements. So, okay. I mean, they're just like on the ground, really supporting the reefs and the human safety. So, the, so many great brands out there. Okay. That's good to know. Did you, um, when you were doing your testing, did you test any network marketing company brands or did you go more specifically to what you could get in the stores? I, I've tested a ton of stuff. So if you mean like, like Young Living and Beauty Counter, we did test both of those. Okay. And they're okay. Okay. <laughs> beauty. I, I'm, I hear Beauty Counter has reformulated. So I say this with hesitation, but Beauty Counter actually was the worst performing sunscreen burn wise that I've ever seen. Okay. All right. So, but I think they've reformulated. So I may not, that may not be an accurate description anymore, but I was, I was appalled. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In our it's, testing. It, yeah. It's good to know. I mean, you know, you've been testing all this stuff, so it's good to know on, you know, on the ground firsthand, you know, with what you're doing there. So that's great information to know. So, so we talked about the zinc oxide. That's kind of our number one ingredient that we want to have. Is there any other ingredients that we should be making sure it's incorporated into our sunscreen or if we're yeah. finding this, we're golden. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to remember one thing, it's zinc oxide, right? But I know that your audience, Toxin Terminators, you, you guys are a little more savvy than that. <laughs> you're going to want, you know, my, my top 10, right? You're going to want this like perfect high standard. Um, so as with any personal product, you got to watch for that nasty word fragrance, right? Which can hide anything. As always, you're watching for parabens because those right. are hormone disruptors as a preservative. Um, I'm sure your audience knows that. One, one other little nuance for sunscreen that I think was really important is that, um, you know, when you're exposed to the sun, it's, we're, we're trying to protect ourselves from cancer, right? right. We're trying to protect ourselves from free radicals right. that the sun is causing in our skin. And so having antioxidants in your sunscreen just seems logical to me. It's just yes. an extra protective factor. And you'll see most sunscreens will include some antioxidants, all sorts of stuff from like green tea to certain oils, uh, buckthorn oil is another antioxidant, um, sunflower oil, vitamin E is an antioxidant. So there's many, many, many ingredients. Like I said, Kokua has like, I don't know, seven or 12 of them or something that are grown in Hawaii, just these really natural plant compounds. So, you know, if you're going to be exposing yourself to the sun, you might as well be having that antioxidant protection right in your sun protection. Absolutely. So let's talk about, um, um, and I love plant-based items. You know, if you're going to have fragrance in it, have it be plant-based. Yes. So it's not a synthetic fragrance. We don't want the word fragrance and, and look for product. And I'm sorry, I'm, I, I, Oh yeah. Enough. I'm not supposed to be the expert right now, but look for you are, though. <laughs> look for fragrance free. When when it says unscented, it is still being chemically altered. And so we do not want unscented. We want fragrance free. Um, I just learned something. Well, that's a good one to know. Yeah, so it still has the fragrance in there, and now they're adding more chemicals to take the fragrance to away. Unscented. Ay, yeah. Ay, ay. Ah, yeah. I didn't so, know that one. Unscented is no is no bueno in my home. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't want that. So now let's talk about um, and we talked. You talk. You hit on parabens, and then I love antioxidants. Add the antioxidants in. Parabens is a big one that you're going to find in so many things for summertime uses, mm-hmm. and the reason why is because it does help make things creamy. It helps preserve things. Um, unfortunately, it's also what connects right into our breast cancer tumors, you know, and we don't want that. We don't want the hormone disruption. We don't want the endocrine disruption. So paraben-free 
always, always, always. And there's so, yeah. so many companies, oh, yeah. you know, touting paraben free now, um, which yes. is a blessing. But I learned something new and, and not just how to apply the sunscreen. I like the dabba, dabba, dabba. And I can tell you're a mom, dabba, dabba, dabba. <laughs> this is great for the grandkids. But how frequently we need to use it. Oh my gosh, I have not been doing it right for so many years. You know, it was like, you put it on, you go swimming, you do your thing. Maybe four, five, six hours later, you do it again. So not right. Is that correct? That is mostly correct, but particularly for chemical sunscreen though. So let's, let's get scientific here. Okay. And the, there's two different method, methods in which the chemicals and the minerals protect you from the sun. Okay. So the, if you remember high school science, the chemicals form a chemical reaction with the sun. Right. And as a product, you know, there are byproducts of chemical reactions, right? So they make heat come off or whatever. And one of the byproducts of the chemical reaction between your chemical sunscreen and the sun itself is some free radicals, right. which are now under your skin, <laughs> bouncing around. You're trying to protect yourself from skin cancer, and you've actually created the very thing from which you're trying to protect. So I tell people that, dude, like, and, well, and, so it's also a chemical reaction, which means that the chemicals are actually degrading. They are, they are being used up in right. the sun. So after about two hours, your chemical sunscreen is, it's more or less gone. And now there are more free radicals bouncing around. And the more that the sun hits your skin, the more free radicals will form. So I tell people, if you're using chemical sunscreen in particular, you better be signing up to reapply every two hours in the sun, or you may be causing worse problems than not wearing any. Well, I would, I would say you're causing worse problems, period. I don't care yes. how effective you, you know, you're doing that, right? But that's a True. great analogy of the bouncing around and the chemical reaction with the heat. You know, we don't think about that when we're putting that on, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, if you need to wear chemical sunscreen, just don't go in the sun at all and it will stick around. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, it's literally ridiculous. That's <laughs> ridiculous how it works. So, so yeah, for chemical. And so any bottle you read, the FDA says you have to apply 20 minutes before you go out. You have to reapply every two hours. That's all like chemical sunscreen rules. The, the 20 minutes as well, because it needs some time to sink Absorb. into your skin <laughs> to allow that chemical reaction to happen. Now, the minerals, zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, completely different. It is not a chemical reaction. It's a physical reaction. Right. So it's a little bit more like a, a bouncing and scattering. That's not completely accurate, but it's easy for our brain to imagine. Right. Um, there's no free radicals created. There, there's no degrading. Like, I mean, it's literally a rock, right? Uh, in tiny pieces right. sitting on your skin. The sun is not going to affect that rock, that mineral. Right. So, so those rules about reapplying, I, they're a little different. You're still going to see them. The FDA still says to put the same thing on because it's right. the FDA is just too big of a machine to understand, you know, how to explain the differences to all these brands. Um, you, you should reapply if you're toweling off, if it's washing off. But honestly, Amy, with zinc oxide sunscreen, we've done some testing and you can still see it being effective the next day. Yeah. If you I, haven't washed it off. So the rules, I, this is, and this may be controversial, but the rules are a little different. Yes, you still want to reapply, but it's not as important with zinc oxide, which is a budget saver too. 
Absolutely. Well, and I think everybody has to figure out what works for them too, right? You know, I know for me, um, like I said, we've got lake property. So we are on the water. We are outside at the beach all day long and I'll put it on in the morning. And honestly, I just forget. I'm too busy doing everything else that's going on that I forget. And I've been fine. I have not burned unless I didn't have sunscreen on. So, um, but, but again, once I start getting color, I, I get a lot of color too. So, um, just something to, to know. That's awesome. I love that. So, um, we, we've alluded to, um, we talked about the greenwashing. We talked about, oh, so is the zinc oxide, because we talked about, you had a topic of, you know, do you have to pick reef safety, you know, environment safety or the safety of your children, <laughs> right? It's like, right. oh, which, which, you know, so is the zinc oxide going to, be, that's going to handle both, right? We know that it's safe for both. Yes, it's it's wonderful news because it, this is not always true. We just are doing some remodeling, and what's so interesting, like green built, green friendly, like building materials are suppo- supposedly good for the earth, but they still might off gas into my family's lungs like crazy. So we've had to like do a lot of educating with our builder. Like, no, no, we don't just want green; we want non toxic because we care about our humans as well. <laughs> With sunscreen, it's both and. Anything that's reef-friendly is also friendly for human health and safety. Thank goodness. So it's great. I mean, all of the people who are, you know, trying to save the turtles and the coral reefs are inadvertently also saving the humans. Saving human lives. You know, which is really good. I Um, love that. Yeah. Hey there. I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic-free. And I totally understand that, hey, we're not all scientists, and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies, and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is, Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there, they're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you wanna shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. So let's talk about um, the the three hormone disruptors disruptors to avoid during the summertime. Um, I know we talked about parabens in the the sunscreen, but let's you know what else do we have to be aware of? Yeah, you know it comes back to that oxybenzone again. There are dozens of studies pegging oxybenzone as a massive hormone disruptor. We know that it's in ninety seven percent of human American human urine. Okay, so this is like very pervasive. It stays in the body, it stays in the Mm -hmm. environment. And what's killer for me is that when other people are using chemical sunscreens, they're washing into the waterways and city water filtration is not always getting this out, right? Like Uh, I am drinking and swimming in your oxybenzone. Right. (laughs) That's frustrating to me. And the same for the reefs too. Like reef safety is not just for coastal cities. There are like 37 states whose water pours into the Mississippi and out into the Gulf of Mexico. So you could be living dead in the center of the Midwest 
And what you wash off in your shower is still affecting the Gulf of Mexico. So this is a, a very like whole earth problem. Um, I interviewed a Stanford trained chemist who's a sunscreen formulator. And he says that one full body application of chemical sunscreen, like on a woman wearing a bikini is equal to daily hormone replacement therapy. When it, when it comes to the estrogen mimicking, that's crazy. I we cannot put that in our kids. Well, no. And we don't want to have that. I mean, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, if that's okay. With of you. course. But, um, you know, we are seeing our kids going into a puberty earlier and earlier and earlier. And I... I have my theories behind, you know, what that is, but there are so many endocrine disrupting chemicals that we are using on an everyday basis that we have no idea we're doing and we're affecting our children. We're affecting their, their, uh, developmental, you know, productivity, their reproductive, you know, issues. So this is, this is something as parents, we can't unlearn this information. You know, it's here, we need to hear it, and then we need to tar- start taking steps to prevent it because it's huge. Um, I don't think it's by accident that our children are, you know, I talk to doctors that are seeing children as early as eight years old having periods. Mm. Eight years old. Oh, so difficult. That's crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Okay, so um, oxybenzone is in our sunscreen. Is it in anything else that we use in the summertime? Um, you know, that's a good question. It, it's going to be probably in women's SPF moisturizers Ooh. quite regularly, but, wow. but it really is, it really is a, a sunscreen ingredient as far as I know. Okay. It's sneaking into other places. <laughs> well, we never know, you know, that's right. why it's important to read those darn labels. So let's um, take some of our time, at, you know, towards the end, we, we've really talked a lot about sunscreen, unless I've forgotten anything. Is, is there something that we want to bring up on sunscreen that I haven't Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> there is. Oh, yes. <laughs> two two quick things, in fact. All all the letters: the SPF, the UVA, and the oh, UVB. Okay. Um, yes. So yes. SPF okay. is important to talk about because parents like they they get really worried. They'll see my sunscreens, you know, that I I bring to the party. Like, hey, I got sunscreen for everybody, you know. And uh, they're like, ah, I don't like your numbers. Yeah. Right. It's only thirty. So it's okay. really important to be educated about that, right? That SPF thirty protects from about 97 point something percent of the rays of the sun. 50 is only about 98%. It, is, it looks like, it makes our brains feel like we yeah. have so much more protection, but you don't really. And, um, and now all these brands are coming out with 80 and even 100. The FDA is considering banning 100 because it's, it's like making people feel too safe. So some studies show that the higher SPF people wear, the longer they spend in the sun. Right. They feel safer. Right. And then, and then you know, I mean, skin cancer has not gone down no. since the 80s as sunscreen use and SPF numbers have ramped up. So what we're doing is not yet working. And right. perhaps this is part of it, right? So we don't want this false sense of security from the high SPFs. Really, SPF 30 for most people is going to be great protection and you, you know, you reapply and you stay out of the sun in the very midday. If you're light skinned and if, especially if it's early in the season or if you've traveled, you know, like I live in Michigan, man, when we travel to Florida and we go from Michigan to Florida in April or something, that's, that's a big exposure. And we have to be careful the first couple of days, but you know, that's just, 
that's being common smart sense. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I heard, and maybe you can answer this question too, but my learnings on the SPF numbers were that the higher the number, it the more chemicals and toxins they have to use to make that number higher. Oh, so yeah. for me and my brain, I'm not wanting that higher number. And because not only is it the, the false sense of security, but I also know in order to get that number up where you can advertise it to be or say it is, then you're adding way more chemicals and ingredients in there to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. When you're talking chemical sunscreen, it takes more to do more. You'll never see a 100 zinc oxide because, well, because that would be the lifeguard nose. That would be like the completely white. Um, What's the other like really sneaky thing about SPF, not really sneaky, but it's just, it's important for people to understand SPF rating is only rating on the protection from UVB rays. Right. right. So we've got UVA, which mm-hmm. causes the wrinkles, the skin damage, um, you know, the A for aging, we think. Mm-hmm. And then also is related to some skin cancers. And then UVB, B for burning. That's right. the problems you see right away, right? You know your sunscreen's right. failed or oops, I forgot sunscreen. Right. We also related to some skin cancers. So the SPF though, it's only related to the UVB. Right. So and it's only getting... been in the last, less, I think, seven years. I think it was in 2013, the FDA finally <laughs> mandated that all sunscreens need to be broad spectrum. When then broad spectrum, the definition is protecting from UVA and UVB. However, the SPF, you know, uh, math, the math that goes into figuring out the SPF still only approaches the UVB. Okay. So they've had to add a new chemical ingredient called avabenzone to protect from UVA. This means basically before 2013, your sunscreen, your chemical sunscreen was only protecting you from burning and right. not from aging or all the skin cancers related to UVA. That's terrifying. Right. That's terrifying. Well, and so, and, it, so, and it, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, and, and so the real little... risk, yeah, the real risk is that as that SPF goes up, you're getting more protection from the burning rays but it's not mandated that it's balanced perfectly with that UVA. So if you feel like you can spend more time in the sun, you might be getting way more UVA rays than you ought to. And you don't see that effect. You don't realize it until decades down Down the road. road. Yeah. So, and and again, zinc oxide protects from both equally by itself. Yep. Yep. And if you get those tests done, I've had them done on my skin where, where it shows the sun damage, you know, down in the skin, uh, you know, it's like, Whoa, that's kind of scary. So it, so getting antioxidants added into your sunscreen is going to help with that anti-aging, um, you know, protection and the UVA, uh, protection, you know, there as well. So that, that is great. I love that. Thank you for bringing that because that is a big thing because it's a misnomer. Um, yes. You know, and I have some of my grandkids that have strawberry blonde hair. So they're, you know, immediately they know we burn way easier than other people do. And they're always wanting to go to that high number. So great information to have for them. But I want to talk about some other summertime products because I want to pick your brain about it. Because we think about you're in Michigan. I'm in Iowa in the summertime. So um, how about bugs? What do we do to protect ourselves against the, the bugs without having the nasty, harsh chemicals? Yeah, this is a good one. And I've, I've reviewed about a dozen natural bug sprays, not quite as many as the sunscreens, but if I review one, man, I like to do a bunch. Um, <laughs> so, so the bugs are tricky, right? Because mm-hmm. first of all, 
bugs are attracted to people based on their pheromones, which means that what works, especially in the natural realm, what works for you might not work for me right. because of its reaction with our own pheromones. So that, that's trickier for me. Like I can't just like test bug sprays and say, oh, this one works great. This one doesn't because it's really going to be interactive with yourself. Um, there are a lot of natural options, obviously like citronella is a mm-hmm. big one we know about. There are lots of essential oils that are repellent to bugs. Um, cedar wood is a really mm-hmm. good one. You smell yep. a little like a cedar chest, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that one um, works pretty well for most people. What we, what we know about other bug sprays, right? So there's the DEET. Uh-huh. And that, I mean, DEET literally melts plastic. So I'm pretty sure not want that on my skin. <laughs> you know, you get it on your sunglasses, it starts to melt the sunglasses and windbreakers and stuff like that. So it's like, just even if you don't know all the other diseases that could be caused by it, like I try hard to stay away from that one. Right. Um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Permethane. I should have looked this up. <laughs> it's been a while no, since you're summer fine. here in Michigan. <laughs> I know the biggie is the DEET, you know, mm-hmm. for, for me, it's the DEET to stick away from. Yeah. I found last year, um, at, up at the lake, we get these little teeny tiny black bugs that just like to really come around. And mm-hmm. I obviously make my own stuff. And some of the oils that you mentioned, I, I put in there and add to it. But I also grow fresh mint. And uh, crushing the fresh mint and putting it in also with my um, oil mixture was fabulous to nice. repel those nasty, you know, bugs that are, are coming, are coming around. So, um, another one I know for mosquitoes in, in Michigan, you know, mosquitoes are big. It's a big issue. So, um, it is blue cypress mm. is actually very, very good for, uh, repelling mosquitoes. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I was just looking up my posts, there's so, yeah, peppermint's on there, catnip oil, rosemary, cedar, clovebud, lemongrass, eucalyptus, um, sage, all of these are potentially repellent. Tea tree is on there. Um, yep. But again, you kind of just have to you figure have to, out which yep. one works with your physiology. Yep. Work, what works with your body. Absolutely. Do you think that the pH balance in our body has anything to do with um, the bug attraction? You know, I know you mentioned the pheromones, but does our pH balance have anything to do with it too? I know some people theorize that. I haven't dug into it enough. I mean, I, I'm not the chemist. I wish I was some days, but um, <laughs> yeah, I know some people say that, yeah, your pH balance and just what you eat can be more attractive or repellent to different <sighs> bugs. Yeah, I remember, and I and I don't want to get into my computer right now, but I remember doing a post, I think it was last year or the year before, that there were actual foods that you can eat that help you naturally, you know, have bug repellent so you don't even have to put anything on you. And I don't remember what they were, you know, when, when this airs, I can, you know, post some stuff up about mm-hmm. that. That would be kind of interesting to look in, back into. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I did just pull this up really quick. Um, the other reason that we really want to be careful with what we use on ourselves to repel insects is, is the honeybee crisis. Yeah. Right. So if we're using anything that like interferes with their sense of smell or potentially is actually a pesticide, like the, the bait, the whole yard sprays, Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now we're, now we're interfering with all sorts of beneficial insects, honeybees included. And, And we don't know for sure yet what's causing, you know, the honeybee crisis and the, the hive, all the, so many hives dying. Um, 
but we know that anything that attacks the insect's nervous system is toxic to bees. And that includes a lot of those like whole yard sprays, um, yep. pyrethrin and permethrin, which are um, for clothing. They're, you can buy like treated clothing. Yes. Um, so those, those even, if, even if they were safe for humans, which is debatable uh-huh. and probably not, they're, they're messing with our food supply. We don't want to do that either. <laughs> no, we don't. And another one, I mean, you know, we're in summertime here, but uh, dandelions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my husband is obsessed that we can't have any dandelions in the yard. And do you know how beneficial those are for the whole ecosystem? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's it's like this catch twenty two. You want this beautiful green lawn, but the the dandelions are so good, and dandelions are good for you, your body. Right. You know, yeah, like, very detoxifying, among other things. Oh, great! In there, uh, they are a great um, uh, pH raiser in your body. You can make dandelion teas. You can actually roast dandelions and make a little snack out of them, and. They're uh, quite edible. <laughs> awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Okay. So we talked about, you know, bug spray, bug repellent. We've talked about sunscreen. What else do, you know, products do we use? Oh, you know, we get bugs that are coming and uh, being attracted to our homes, right? Mm-hmm. Ants and the, and all the little things that come around the house. What do you have or do you know of some great natural things that we can do to, Uh, treat those things. So we're not putting all those nasty chemicals out to affect the ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a, I've had a natural um, ant solution around forever and I'll make sure I send you the link um, for the show notes, but it's very simple to make. It's just corn syrup and borax and you just mix it up like on a little index card and put it out. That's for like the little black sugar ants. Okay. They don't, they don't really hurt, hurt anything, but they come by the hundreds and make yep. you go you. <laughs> yeah. The, the big, huge ants don't really react to that. Um, but it's basically uh, like a homemade, what is that stuff called that you pour out? See, I don't even remember. My mom used it when I was little, but it's been so long. <laughs> so then, the, the more toxic stuff that you can buy in the store, you make it homemade with just borax and corn syrup. Nice. So then would you just put that then like in entry points to your home or just out in areas? I put it where the ants are. The ants usually have like a a place where they're, you know, they're on a certain counter or a certain area. Yeah. You just put it right out there and they just go, you see, you could see them go and you're like, I want to kill them. No, don't kill them because they're going to take that (laughs) like back to their nest and share it with others. And then they won't come back. There you go. That's awesome. Um, Okay. Do you guys get the, uh, not, they're not June bugs. They're the, the little ones that look like the ladybugs, but they're not ladybugs oh, in the right. springtime. The Japanese you know beetles. About? Do you get those up in Michigan? So they're horrible in Iowa, especially oh. in the springtime. Do you know a great, I, I know a great natural recipe. I was wondering if you knew of, of things to use for that. I haven't dealt with those. We've done some, some wasp nest killing. That's pretty fun. So I can talk about that, but you tell me the Japanese beetle remedy first. (laughs) There you go. Japanese beetles. So all you have to do now is take any dish soap and, you know, we use a non-toxic one and you mix that up into a spray. My husband will go around with, you know, the big sprayer and it's just dish soap and water and you spray all your windows and entry points on the outside, you know, with that, and then they're gone. Perfect. That is exactly our wasp solution as well. Ah, See? So we, my husband will put on like sweatpants and a hoodie, like tie the hoodie all up around his nose just in case. Cause you, you really do that. Um, the way that works is it's a surfactant, right? It breaks the surface yeah. tension of water and it drowns the insects from the outside in. 
Right. So I'm, I'm not sure like how well it would work to spray it on a window and then allow it to dry. I'm not sure if that would actually work. That's cool if it does. Um, but if you, you, if you actually hit the insect, yes. for sure, it like drowns them within seconds. So yep. you wait until evening when all the wasps are like coming home to their nest. You that. put your hoodie on and your socks and you sweat a lot because it's 90 usually when the wasps are out <laughs> and then you spray down, spray down the hive and they just fall right out of the air. Yep. It's oh, fun. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. There's so many things. I mean, I think, you know, our, our ancestors, you, you know, that's all they had were natural yeah. things that they could use to help, you know, take care of things. And there's so many different things that we incur um, and, and come across in, in the summertime that, that we need to, we need to protect our bodies. We need to prevent, protect our environment, you know, and we um, need to do right by, you know, how we treat all of the the things. So I'm trying to think if there's other summer things that um, that we should. I always talk figure about. cuts and scrapes and bug bites. Oh, cuts right, and scrapes. like all the stuff we put on to to deal with that. My favorite for all of those is just a hydrated bentonite clay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's as earthy as it gets, right? Absolutely, <laughs> but, you, you know, just pull everything out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an incident a, a couple summers ago where two of the grandkids, I mean, back to back, got stung by don't know if it was a wasp or a bee or whatever it was. And I think what we ended up putting on was bergamot and purification Ooh. essential oil immediately on there, and within five minutes. Seriously, that's all the time it took. You couldn't even tell that they had been stung. You know, that's the redness, the swelling, it had gone down. Oh, let's talk about after sun. Okay, mm. let's talk about what can you do and what can you apply to your body after sun. You want to nourish the skin. Let's talk about after sun and also remedies because I've got several grandkids that really welt up when they do get bug bites. So do you, if you have good remedies for that type of thing, that would be great to hear too. Sure. I mean, a really basic first line of defense for any sort of skin inflammation is just a diluted lavender oil, maybe with jojoba or coconut oil. Um, so that's that's a great, you know, simple kind of for everything from bug bites to sun to hives or whatever. Um, for after sun, I do, I have a couple uh, just commercially made products. I want to say it's um, Primal, oh shoot. Yeah, Primal Organics has an after sun cream. Kokua has an after sun cream and they are just packed with antioxidants. Obviously aloe, like the, yep. it's pretty mainstream. Yep. It's just those darn mainstream ones, they always put food coloring in them. So I if you know. can find like just a, just aloe, just aloe yep. gel, you know, um, any anything that's going to be nourishing and hydrating like that. Um, for the hives, I know if the kids can swallow capsules, we use, um, it's a natural antihistamine called quercetin, activated quercetin capsules. Okay. Yep. So that's great for any sort of sort of swelling, inflammation, redness, or even seasonal allergies, you know, just kind of in the nose and stuff. Yeah. Um, Kercetin's a good one. Love it. I like to use um, for after sun, I like to combine lavender and peppermint together. So you oh, get nice. the soothing of the lavender and, and then the cooling effect of the peppermint. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, we like to make an aloe and vitamin E. Um, kind of ointment, uh, you know, to apply to the skin with some, you know, essential oils in it as well is is fantastic. So let's, let's wrap up our interview today. This has been fantastic. I love talking to somebody that, that, you know, is on the same page that I am, um, you know, and can share great information about summertime and really getting prepared, but you've been at this for 11 years. 
I want to know from you, I've only been at it for seven, so I've got a, a few years to, to keep on learning here, but <laughs> I want to know what have you seen change? You know, what mm-hmm. if, if given, you know, when you first started to today, you know, are there things that have changed for the good? Are there things that have changed that are not so much for the good? What would you say? Yep. Definitely both. I mean, on the positive note, I think I think both in like real food and in sort of natural living, the pendulum is swinging back in the right direction. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see more and more parents are, are trying to start their little babies off right and they're reading labels and they're learning and they're making their own baby food and whole, you know, and yeah. so that's great. And you know, we, we speak with our dollar and commerce has answered. So more and more companies are making safer products. So it's just fantastic. They're so much easier to find, even just walking to Target nowadays, whereas 10, 15 years ago, you had to work at it right. <laughs> you had to find the little boutiques online. Um, and, and with that comes, you know, the equal but opposite force of that greenwashing, where yeah. it, it is easier to find them. It's also easier to be tricked into, you know, the marketing making you think you're making a better choice Right. And you're really not. And that's where this education comes in so handy. And similarly for sunscreen, I think it's great that um, I see more and more people wearing like their little babies have the sun hats and little right. boys and girls have the sun shirts. I think that's fantastic because, you know, as much as we do, we need some sun, we need vitamin D, yeah. you know, that's really important, but we don't need a very, you know, like 15 to 20 minutes is really the recommendation of right. unprotected sun exposure to get the vitamin D that you need for the day. And so it's just, it's so many fewer products, whether yeah. you're using chemical or mineral, obviously use mineral, but it's right. still so much just better and safer to just cover some of your skin and not use so much. So I think that's great. I think, but I also, again, with that increased education comes a little bit of a paranoia right? where people are using more and more of the wrong kind just to protect yeah. themselves from the sun. The, the sprays drive me crazy. And I, someday I will like get punched in the face by some other mom because people will be spraying, you know, their kids with their sunscreen near us. And my kids are like, Oh mom, ew, there's a spray. Everybody run, you know, hold your breath. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like simmer down. But it's so offensive to us. Just the smell. And we, I know that I know all my kids breathing that I'm like, go oh, quick, run, hold your <laughs> so, you know, and, and hopefully, how do you, I mean, we're off on a, on another role here, but I, I, you know, when I got into this environment in this world, I said, I'm not going to be one of those. It's just like years and years ago when I quit smoking, I wasn't going to be one of those people that said, ew, <clears throat> you know, and all that. And I, and I became that person, you know, um, but I, I find myself that kind of toxic snob, you know, because you no. don't, you know what it does to your body, you right. know how it's affecting you. And you know, how do you handle that? Or do you just not care? Um, I mean, we obviously be kind first, right? right. So we don't want to judge. I mean, I have to work from a place of understanding that not everyone has the education right in the moment. Am I going to tell my kids to hold their breath? Well, Heck yeah. There's yeah. Nothing, nothing nice about my kids being able to breathe it in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I do like education. You know, we went to Hawaii and I was constantly like, Hey, if we'd go on an excursion, Hey, if anyone needs some like reef safe sunscreen, you know, I have a bunch Ask yeah. me about it if you want. Um, just kind of gentle people, people have to be ready. Oh yeah. I think to hear it and assimilate information and, and make changes. So you, I just keep trying to educate through opportunities like this. And, and yes, I try not to be rude, but it's those, those little ones who don't know tact. <laughs> They're going to get me in trouble someday. 
and, and, you know, but, but I love seeing the little ones know, you know, and our little ones do know I have, um, like I said, we've got 12 grandkids and what, what cracks me up is I see my littlest ones. They know at the end of the day, they get their bath. They go to bed and they their feet are up. They know they get oils applied to their feet before Aww. they go to bed. And they just know this is routine. That's you know, so cute. They, they know what makes them feel good. They know how, you know, and intuitively they know. You know, we as adults, I think, can get jaded sometimes. And our minds want to say, mm, maybe not. And, and, you know, and so we want to override those natural instincts of what feels right and what feels good. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. So more education and I'm seeing that more and more and more as well. And I'm loving, like you said, it's, you know, pay attention to the greenwashing, but there's more and more products out there that are, are putting all the labels on there. Um, EWG has great resources for Mm -hmm. us to, uh, they'll, I can't even remember what page it is on their website, but they give the burst to look for on the product Mm -hmm. labels. Oh, cool. um, have you seen that? Uh, no, I don't think not exactly that page. No, but I, I love stuff like that too. Like breaking down the vocabulary. Here's what this means. Yeah. When you see this symbol on a package, this is what it means. And I mm-hmm. think that's great information for us to have because there's not, not everybody's like us. That's going to want to go out and do all the digging and the reading. They just want to be able to see, Oh, I see that label. I know it's safe you know, and then go on and and go forth with their life, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. So how can our readers get a hold of you? Yeah, we we keep these sunscreen reviews, these over 100 up to date every year. And so the hub there is kitchenstewardship.com slash sunscreen. And you'll always be able to find like my top recommendations and a quick um, like download for sunscreen shopping cheat sheet. Love it. I love that. That's fantastic. And that, the uh, kitchenstewardship.com is your blog page, website, blog page. Yep. Yeah. So all sorts of uh, research, reviews, remedies, and recipes. Love it. Love it. Any final thoughts you want to leave with the listeners today? That everything you do, everything you put on your kids' skin especially, matters not only to your kids, but to the earth. And the rest of us, thank you for making the the simple swap. Ah, I love it. Thank you so much for all your time. I love your education. You've enlightened us so much much, uh, for us to be able to get ready for this season and do it safely for all. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. This has been great. You bet. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator, and we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.